Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 124. I want to give a disclaimer about today's episode before we get started, especially if you saw this and you've never watched an episode of Elijah Fire before, but you were on here and you're like, I can't wait. I cannot wait to bash these Christians Um, and your fellow Christian yourself. I would encourage you to just hear us out. Um, A lot of people can vouch for me. I'm not one of those people that likes to, to, dig a trench while the other side digs a trench and you just sit there back and forth hurling arguments. I am all about unity, but I'm also about conversating, conversing and having a conversation. Um, And I think that the realities of the history of Halloween um, are undeniable. And I think that as Christians, we need to be a little bit wiser in the things that we partake in things that we consume. Um, and so, yeah, also, I, again, I just really want to, uh, really want to hit that point that I'm not trying to, we're not trying to get into the, the frame, like, oh, we're going to take a side or oh, we just want the truth. Krista, my guest, we both want the truth. And, and, uh, this isn't about sides. This is about being, I, I, if anything, it's about light and dark and you want to be on the side of the light, right? You want to be on the light side. And so that's what Krista and I are all about. Um, is more about that, that it's not about people. It's not about looking at other people and viewing them um, as, uh, oh, they're against us or this people. are. We were not against flesh and blood. Amen. So really what it's about is we want to be on God's side. All of us are on God's side. If you're a believer, you're you know part of the body of Christ. We are on God's side and we want to do that to the best of our ability. So um, without any further ado, I want to bring in my guest. She is the drummer of the 11th hour program. She tears it up on the drums. She is also tears it up on the podium as well because she's a gifted teacher and preacher. Let's give it up for my guest today, Krista J. Bullock. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You know, you yeah. guys are like my favorite, right? Yeah. Well, you're, we, we love you. You're one of like the classics. Like the, <laughs> You're like one of the OG members of Elijah Fire, and it just wouldn't be Elijah Fire without Krista Bullock. So, oh, well, thank yeah. you. I, I really love you guys. Yeah, and we love I you too. Encourage everybody to continue to support this amazing ministry and what they're doing. Go mm. listen to the podcast. Go watch. I watch, I'm a viewer myself. So oh, go, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a few that have really, I'm, I mean, I can't watch every single day of the week, but there is a few that have really jumped out at me and I'm like, Ooh, this is intriguing. I want mm. to listen to this. So uh-huh. like, if I'm trying to like, you know, um, you know, just kind of wind down and everything after church, I'll come in and, and, uh, I'll watch you guys. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, we really appreciate that Krista, you know, and it yeah. goes a long way and that's been really the case with a lot of our guests too. We hear from them privately. Sometimes they say it openly. They're like, I just love coming on here. And so that means the world to us as well. Um, that, you know, our guests, you specifically that you have a home here, you know, you always have a place you can land. Um, nice. so yeah. Thank you so, very much. Yeah. Well, today's going to be a um, an exciting day. Yeah. 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 So it's something I was telling you backstage is that um, I used to be on the other side of this 
argument where I, with Halloween, where I thought it was just ridiculous. Oh, here go the Christians again. And honestly, it was just the revelation of the Lord. You know, as I started to learn more, I started to experience more in the spirit. That stuff begins to disagree with you because you can only have one. Like you can't like, and it becomes like what God is doing in your, in our lives. If we give him the room, other things begin to not be able to fit in that same space. And, um, and so, yeah, I really want to encourage people. I'm, I I was definitely one of those people for, for years that was just like, give it a rest, Christians, give it a rest, you know, being one myself, considering myself spirit filled. And it was Mm -hmm. that revelation that really changed my tune of realizing, Ooh, man, this, I do not like how this makes me feel. And yeah. then you start feeling demonic presence, you know, demonic presence in an area that you used to be blind to. So that's, I mean, I just people know that that it's, yeah, we're we're not coming at this and we're not trying to right. shame anybody, but we need people need to know, like people yeah. need to know. So, yeah, and uh, and two, I want to tell everybody at Elijah Fire, like if I seem a little bit more serious today than I usually do, I've been locked in all day with God, and I've been locked in on this particular subject, and I'm on a mission today, and I intend mm-hmm. to see this mission out. Awesome. Uh, a couple of days ago, I had a, and this is what's going to get it all started. A couple of days ago, I had a dream, and in this dream, I was in what looked to be like a high school. And you could tell it wasn't an abandoned high school. It just looked like a school after hours. So it was dark and, you know, that real dim lighting. And I could see myself walking down these hallways. And as I as I continued to walk in in my dream, I mean, I could physically feel myself having to gather up courage because I knew where I was going, where my destination was in this school and in this building and what I was going to have to do. So the more I continued to walk, the more courage I had to build up. And I turned the corner and I went down this specific hallway and it was a dead end hallway. And there was like this black curtain that was at the end. And as I started to walk down this hallway, the the walls were lined with demonic beings. Mm. They were it was just all demons. I mean, there was nothing, nothing else but demonic beings on both sides. And some had their arms folded and they were just back against the wall. Some had their foot propped up against the wall and they were just staring at me. But I never paid them any attention. I just kept walking forward. And as I got to the end of the hallway, I turned in this room to the side and this room was, it was dark. It, it was smoky. It, um, it just had a real dark feel and there was a stage and a podium that was up there. And when I got, I walked up on the stage, I got behind the podium and I looked out into the audience and in the chairs and sitting at tables were nothing but demons. It was all demons. And I'm sitting here thinking like, why am I here? Like, why, yeah. you know, what's going on here? And they were all chattering and everything and talking amongst themselves. And I said, sit down. And I looked and I said, Satan, show yourself now. And he came out of the corner. You could like feel the room start to wow. shake. And he came out of the corner and he stood right in front of me. And I looked directly at him. And I said, I didn't come here to deal with them. I came here to deal with you. And then I woke up immediately. 
that was it. And I yeah. knew it pertained to this day. Okay. And so today I've been locked in with God. I've been praying. I really, I mean, the closer it got to this stream, it was like I was preparing to go into a, a war zone. Mm -hmm. And I had something completely and totally uh, different prepared to wear. Like I had laid it out and everything. And the Lord told me, he said, you do realize you're in war, right? And he said, grab your camo shirt. And I said, nice. okay. So I went in my closet and I grabbed it. And that's, and then I have my ring that is my shield of faith that I wear all the time. Awesome. And so I said, today I'm coming to deal with him. Come I'm on. not coming to deal because I don't wrestle with flesh and blood. That's right. I, I, I deal with all of them, but they've been dealt with. Mm -hmm. They're, they're not my, they're not my concern. They're, they don't challenge me. They don't, I'm not scared of them. So I called him to the ring and I said, no, I'm not dealing with them. I'm dealing with you today. And I'm not scared of him either because I've dealt with him a lot this year, Jeff, from the very beginning. I've, yep, I've seen right. him this year quite a bit and he threw everything he had at me this year and it still wasn't big enough <laughs> and so i'm there's not one part of me that's scared of him or anything that he has to offer anything that he can throw at the body of christ so today we are dealing with him and i've already prayed over this stream that people's eyes would be open that today that they would have ears to hear and eyes to see and that the blinders that the enemy has blinded them with with the headphones that they've put he's put over them that they can't hear what he's what he's tried to bind them up with today will be completely broken off of people mm. and so i i'm just going for it and excited to see what God is going to do. And right now we invite the Holy Spirit yes, to Lord. move through this stream mm -hmm. today through the airways lord i've already invited you here to be with me but right now all of you watching if you're spirit filled you go ahead and invite the holy spirit to be with you and to come into your homes and wherever you're watching and lord you have full permission to do and say what you want to do and say in this stream and lord we give you glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of jesus mm -hmm. amen praise amen. god amen praise okay god. take it away krista all right. So when I was preparing for this message, when uh, I got the email and I, I actually was not going to take another stream until December. And when I got the email and it said, would you like to be our guest on October 31st? I said, 100 percent. Yes. Yes, yes, 100%. Yes. I was mm -hmm. like, this is this is a golden opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I. I began to, I knew exactly what I was going to talk about immediately. And I was like, I mean, given the day, of course, I yep. mean, it's, it's the time to actually. Yeah, you can't not, no. you, know, you can't not. It yeah. was, even if it wasn't the topic of the message, it would have came up. Mm -hmm. It would have came up at some point. So the yep. Lord, as I started preparing for this message, the Lord gave me a title for this message and it's called dancing with the devil. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't normally title messages but except wake up sunshine i did that one but this i i don't normally do that unless he tells me and yeah. so he told me he said this is called dancing with the devil now i want everybody to know that i'm with jeff i'm not condemning you 
Right. I'm not shaming you. If you celebrate Halloween, you're welcome here on this stream. Mm -hmm. If you don't celebrate Halloween, you're welcome here on this stream because every single person has the opportunity to hear the same thing, the same truth and walk in the same power. If you've accepted Jesus as the Lord of your life, then you have the same opportunity to do everything that anybody else in the body of Christ can do. And mm -hmm. so I want you to know that you're here today not by accident yeah you're and here. really quick yeah, really quick ahead. i just want to point out to to the people that engage in the comments i would say please be civil i think that we have a tendency especially with something like this the enemy is going to find any way he can we oh, don't yeah. need to be afraid but we need to be aware he's going to do everything he can to try and veer this off in the wrong direction absolutely including in the chat and what can happen is if people can come in, trolls, or even just people who are genuinely frustrated, let's just try and keep it as civil as possible and let the the comment section not be a distraction from what Krista's talking about. So, yeah. Uh, no, I, I totally agree with that. And yeah. just everybody just sit back and listen today. Yeah. Just, just for once, just sit mm -hmm. back and listen. And, and I want to start this off too with, saying that I, I have myself participated in what the world calls Halloween. I have done that. Now, I never got into any dark stuff. Right. But, you know, when you're a kid and you're raised in ministry. Now, my dad always told us that it's wrong, that it's wrong. He always preached against it. And so I always knew. But when you're a kid, you do feel like, OK, well, what is everybody? Why does everybody else get to do this? Right. And I, I want to do this. What's really so bad about dressing up and going out places? So I want people to know that I'm not coming at you from a point from a standpoint of, oh, I've been holier than thou since I was a child and I've never, I've always shied away from it. You know, I've always went the other direction. No, I had to figure all of this out for myself and I had to hear it for myself. The day that I had eyes to see and ears to hear was the day it made a difference in my life. I was 15 years old and I started doing a study on this. So this is all information that's been compiled over 15 years of studying this particular subject. Then when I was 15, I started preaching uh, every a year around this time at church. I haven't done it in the past few years, but the Lord has given me the opportunity today to come back and to start talking about it. And if he continues, then I'll do something on it every year. But this is, this is for today. And this is for such a time as this. And so I want to start with straight out of the scripture so that you know that I'm, I'm reading the word of God. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Jesus lives in my heart. He's the Lord of my life. And so I want you to know that this is coming. And I, I love every single person that's watching. So please know that. Please know that I'm doing this because I want to see you prosper. And I want the scripture says that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Your, your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. Once your soul is prospering, everything else in your body can prosper and in your life can prosper. So this is everything I'm about to read to you. Everything I'm about to say is straight out of love to see the body of Christ walk as the body of Christ in this earth. So I want to start with Ephesians 5.11. And I, I said this the very the last time I was here. And but 
this just keeps coming back. Ephesians 5, 11 through 16 in the message translation. It says, don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham that they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on things they must do in darkness where no one will see. Rip the cover off of those frauds and see how attractive they look in the light of Christ. Wake up from your sleep, climb out of your coffin. Christ will show you the light. So watch your step, use your head, make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. So today, this is what I told the enemy in my dream. I'm dealing with you today. This is ripping the cover off of those frauds and exposing them for the sham that they are. And so there's a, there is something that happens every single year on October 31st, and it is what the world calls Halloween. And it's even, I don't even like the name. I don't even like the name of it. And I try not to use it as much, but you have to, you Mm -hmm. have to, when you're preaching about it, but I want to give you though. Some of you may have never heard where it actually came from and where it actually started. So this is actually coming from a secular website, a secular website. Like, and all of this is public knowledge. You can go look up all of these facts. I have pages of facts and you can go read them for yourself. And so this one uh, comes from, let's see, I don't have the link right here, but I think this is actually just the Webster's Dictionary or the Wikipedia thing or something like it's, that. Uh, well, I see one that addresses historic-uk.com. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's a, that's a, it. UK history, basically. So it says this. It says, in Celtic traditions, Halloween, and it's spelled Samhain, but it's pronounced Samhain or Samhain, however you want to call it, was a day when the line between the living and the deceased was blurred. On this day each year, Celtic priests known as Druids were able to communicate with the spirit world and bring back fortunes for the coming year. And so, and uh, this is National Geographic, says Druids dressed in animal skins, impersonated the dead, and offered harvest-themed sacrifices to their gods around bonfires. And so now, if you don't know who the Druids are, the Druids were uh, a group of people. They were uh, essentially a religion. And so they would get together, and this is one of the definitions on the historic UK website of the Druids. It says Druids occur in many mystical tales and one, a Druid threatened to bring fire to rage on his enemies and prevent the men and their steeds from going to the bathroom. I mean, this is what they do. So they would fill their bodies with, with just unspeakable things. And so then it says it goes down And it says, but so many accounts of Druids are riddled with mysticism, magic, and possible exaggeration. Druidism can be described as shamanic, so like a shaman, religion, as it relied on a combination of contact with the spirit world and holistic medicines to treat and sometimes cause illnesses. They were said to have induced insanity in people and been accurate fortune tellers. Some of their knowledge of the earth and space may have come from, I don't even know that word. So like just magic. 
That's what they did. They were fortune tellers. They were sorcerers. They cast spells on people. They did these things. And this is who created the original Halloween. Oh, mega, and, megalithic. Yeah, megalithic. There it is. Yeah. I'm not worried about that word right now. Yeah. I'm worried about these people. Yeah, go and for so, it. so these are the people that actually started. They actually started this this holiday such as Halloween. Now, I don't have this link with me, but there was actually a study because I lost my old iPad and that's where everything was. And so there was actually one where it talked about it was a minister talking about how, you know, our prayer, the Lord's prayer, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. As we see right there, that's not. Halloween is not the original name of the holiday. It was called Samhain or Samhain or however you want to pronounce it. But of course, the enemy has to pervert every single thing that God does because he wants to be God. He wants people to worship him. And so he's been, that's what got him kicked out of heaven. He wants to, he wants to rule. He wants to do these things. And so the, in our scripture, the Lord's prayer, when Jesus said, this is how you pray, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallow means holy, that he took that and he perverted it and it became Halloween, holy ween. And so you can go look that up for yourself. I didn't prepare that, but that's, that's on the internet. You can't find that. And so, but this is where it actually came from now. I want to read you a scripture that goes along with what we just read about the Druids so that you know I have scripture on this and I'm talking to you from a standpoint of, listen, this is true. This is a, this is a dividing line between light and dark. And so in Deuteronomy 18, 9, 9 through 14 in the message translation, it says, when you enter the land that God, your God, if you claim to be a believer of Jesus Christ, this is your God, is giving you, don't take on the abominable ways of life of the nations there. Don't you dare sacrifice your son or daughter in the fire. Don't practice divination, sorcery, fortune telling, witchery, casting spells, holding seances or channeling with the dead. People who do these things are an abomination to God. It's because of such abominable practices that God, your God, is driving these nations out before you. Be completely loyal to God, your God, these nations that you're about to run out of the country, consort with sorcerers and witches, but not you. God, your God, forbids it. So we see right there out of the scripture, it is forbidden to not only talk to the dead, it's forbidden to practice witchcraft, it's forbidden to cast spells, it's forbidden to do fortune telling, it's forbidden to do any of these things, to hold seances. It's, it says, God, your God, forbids it. So there we go. That's that's the scripture that goes against the original uh, origin of Halloween, where it came from, the Druids who started it. That is your scripture. That's what they do. It said it on a secular website that they 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 actually were riddled in mysticism, magic. And it says they would they were had been accurate fortune tellers. And the scripture says fortune telling 
witchery, casting spells. So if you claim to know Jesus, you have no argument against that one scripture right there. There's no, there's no argument. It says it right there. Then we go into things like, okay, well, where did this come from? Where did that come from? What about this, Crystal? What about that? Well, as time progressed, see, it was actually way darker uh, than a lot of people see it now because the enemy, the scripture also says the enemy disguises himself as an angel of light. So, of course, he's going to mass things over the years. He's going to do something that will appeal to the generation that he's in because he hasn't changed. The demons have not changed. Demons are not having babies. They're still the same spirit. They just take on new faces depending on the generation that happens. A massive one through ours is technology now. And so, like, different things are developed over the years through different people because principalities use personalities so they get them to do different things so trick-or-treating is a massive thing and it's all about candy right it's about candy get the kids some candy go and eat the candy and i'm like do you actually know where it came from before you argue with me about oh well it's about candy um no it's not where do you know? Tell me the facts. Tell me the facts of where it came from. And if you cannot tell me, then don't argue with me on it because this is where it came from. The trick or treat origin. Once again, I have these facts. You can go look them up for yourself. You don't have to just take my word for it. You can go find it yourself. And I encourage you to. I encourage you to go study it for yourself and print out these things. Print out these things. And, you know, and maybe one day I can have my notes available for you to print out and download. And so that way that you can show them to your kids and show them to your family members and be like, no, look, see, this is it. This is where it all came from. Mm -hmm. You can find it yourself. So trick or treating, we wonder where that comes from. And this is once again, like I said, from a secular website, it says these evil druids celebrated Halloween with great excitement and at that time, when evil spirits were let loose to torment humans, the Druids told the Celts to dress up in weird outfits and put out vegetable and fruit on the porches of their homes so that these wicked and evil spirits and fairies would not harm them. Their homes, because that's really going to stop them, and their homes and their livestock, this acted like a treat for the spirits who would not do mischief. And so it says every time your child chants trick or treat, he or she is repeating an age old, an age old pagan festival of death. These spirits would wander the earth for a while as time went by the demands to appease them grew stronger and wickedness grew. The Druids told people that the treats were too small and demanded a larger sacrifice from the townspeople who would bring animals such as cats and dogs with them and with them with this time this grew to taking goats and slaughtering them for the wicked spirits and taking their heads and putting them on sticks representing their sacrifice to Samhain Halloween the druids went further stepping up their demands by requesting a virgin or a human offering from the townsfolk on the 31st of October and if they did not deliver her by morning someone would die 
And I have the link of actually where that came from. And I'm sure uh, she has the link, too, that she could put up there at, at some point, maybe in the description, where these people can find these things, that I'm actually telling you the truth. And so this is where every time your child says, Oh, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat. And they're just going begging for candy. It may seem innocent, but my friends, you cannot, you cannot separate what this is from its origin. You can't separate it. It's like saying, you know, me and my friends joke, we've, we've created this thing called the remix Bible. And the remix Bible is everything that God actually did not say. So it's like these random scriptures will say, oh, no, that's in the remix Bible because God didn't say that. And so I don't encourage the remix Bible. I tell people to throw it in the trash. I'm like, people say, oh, well, this is what the Bible says. And I'm like, "Mm, no, it's not. That's in the remix Bible. So you can take the remix Bible and you can take every scripture that doesn't fit your lifestyle out of the Bible. You can take it out. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to speak it. Go ahead. Take it out. Doesn't make it not true. And it doesn't mean it, it doesn't. You taking it out does not mean it's still not in there and that God did not say that. So all of this, you can choose to say, oh, well, we we don't do the scary stuff. We don't participate in the darkness. It still does not change the origin of where it came from. And it still doesn't change the seriousness about it. And so, so far, this would be enough, just the origin of the actual day and then the trick-or-treating. This would be enough for me to say, you know what, I'm probably not going to do that. I'm probably not going to do that anymore just because um, I I don't want to welcome anything like that into my life. Mm. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you I have not been trick-or-treating. I most definitely have when I was a lot younger. I did it behind my parents' back. I did it when they didn't know because I knew my dad would have really had a talking with me Mm -hmm. about it. But I did because all my cousins were going and it wasn't anything scary, but I went. But now looking back at it, I go, oh, my goodness, what was I representing? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. What was I representing that just... I I mean, I dressed up as a football player for crying out loud. Like, I mean, it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything wrong. And I went on a hayride to somebody's house that I knew. But looking back at it now that I know the origin and I know where it started and I know where it came from. And I think that one costume and that one hayride and that one trick or treat that came out of my mouth, just one represents all of these horrific, terrible things and people that actually their lives are ruined on this, on this night, Mm -hmm. uh, tonight, there will be people's lives that are ruined tonight. And so you cannot, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to tell you a horror story. The sad thing is, is all of this is true every bit of it. And so that's why I'm giving you cold, hard facts. And I'm telling you scriptures that go along with it because the Bible backs every bit of what I'm saying up. And so you can take it out. You can say, nope, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to go with it. Still does not change the fact 
that it's true. Jeff, interject real quick because my well, voice is going dry. Yeah, there's a quote uh, towards the top of your notes, and I just wanted to make sure we hit it. But it's a quote from Anton LaVey, who is the oh, founder no. of the Church yeah. of Satan. Yeah. Um, and it says where he said in his own words, I'm glad that Christian parents let their children's worship the devil at least one night of the year. Welcome to Halloween. Uh, yeah. That's from Where's Anton LaVey himself. Where's the argument there? You know, I saw somebody comment on one uh, of my friend's post and she was doing an anti-Halloween thing. And somebody said, just because we celebrate Halloween does not mean we worship the devil. And I went, mm. so I pulled out that quote and I said, well, um, Anton LaVey was about as close to Satan as we have besides Satan himself or we had he died and so and when he said i'm glad that christian parents he didn't say the world he didn't say buddhists he didn't say these different religions he said christian parents because buddhism hinduism all these different religions they're no threat to the kingdom of darkness. They're no threat to Satan himself. Why? Because he already has them in his backyard. They're already, they already belong to him. We are the threat. We are the, the body of Christ. We are the threat, the church. And so that's why they sit back and laugh when Christians go and they celebrate it because they're like, they are so deceived. They are so blinded and we're here for it. Like they're, they're excited that one night of the year. And if the founder of the church of Satan says that, then my friends, you have no right to say that Halloween has nothing to do with Satan worship mm. because he said it himself. You have no yeah. right to say that. And it's absolutely false. And so people say, okay, well, what about things like what, what is so wrong with my child dressing up and in a, a princess costume if we don't we don't have to do a witch we don't have to do a vampire we don't have to do these different things what what if i just want to dress my child up as a superhero okay let him be a superhero on his birthday let him be a superhero or tomorrow like, or, yeah, like... or tomorrow, like any other time <laughs> yeah. of the year like why does it have to be on that one particular night and so costumes people say okay well what is what is this remember i told you you cannot separate the origin from from it at all no matter how hard you try you can try to sever it you can try to do whatever you want to it doesn't make it not exist it's still there and the spirit world knows this more than everybody and the sad thing is is the occultic world and the dark world knows this more than the christian world mm. and the church and that's the sad thing and and we wonder what's wrong with the church and why we're in the state that we're in right now and you know jeff because it's not it's not even the world that we fight with on this matter. It's the church. Yeah, it's really sad. It's the, it's Christian people because well, people said, "Well, what about the world? Why why aren't you going against the world?" Because the world is going to do what the world does. They're not in. Their sinners are going to do what sinners do. That's mm -hmm. just that's just the way it is. They don't know any better. It's up to us to teach them. But if we're participating with them. Jeff, there has to become, there has to come a time where there is a visible difference between us and the world. 
There has to be a visible difference and it can't not, it can't just be, well, I don't drink because I'm a Christian. Well, I don't go to that place no more because I'm a Christian. Well, I just don't, I don't cuss. No more. Well, I may say a little thing, you know, here and there, but I don't, I don't cuss a lot because I'm a Christian. But now we're going to go down here to this trunk or treat and we're going to hang out with all these people. We're going, the family's going to dress up. We're going to do this. No, everything you just said you don't do because you're a Christian got thrown out the window at that moment because you just came into contact with the world and there's no separation between that. It's, it is either one side of the street or the other. There's no middle ground with this anymore. And it, it's time that people be bold enough to actually say it. And after I read all of this to everybody, it's up to you to make the decision because I do, I've done my part. Jeff did his part. We, we've done our part to enlighten you, to share this with you. Now it's up to you to decide. And if you still decide to mingle with the world, please do not come and ask to be on my team. Because I don't want to fight next to you. If if I'm have, I cannot be fighting my own team and be fighting darkness mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. so back to what I was saying about the costumes. Okay, this is the origin. It said they would wear various costumes, and we're still talking about the druids because this is who started it. They would wear various costumes, most commonly made by themselves from animal skins and heads. But historians or some historians have noted that the Celts may have worn costumes to hide their faces and appearances. They they did not necessarily or they did this not necessarily to become anonymous, but in order to change their appearance for easier communication with spirits and the dead during Halloween or Samhain. By taking on the appearance of an animal rather than a human, they believed they could communicate with spirits from different worlds. It was thought that the power of the animal could be transferred onto the wearer of the costume for the Halloween or Samhain festival and could even ward off any evil spirits that might try to disturb the night. So what they would do is they would put on these costumes and then they would go out because they believed that if they looked like one of the dead or they looked like uh, one of these evil spirits, that these these evil spirits would just pass them by and that they wouldn't even they wouldn't even come okay for starters they don't look at your flesh the uh, the spirit world don't look at your flesh it looks at your spirit and so they they knew they knew it didn't matter and so then they would also believe that whatever they whatever costume that they put on they would absorb that spirit into them and you can go and I encourage everybody go listen to uh, go listen to Jenny Weaver talk about this. She is one of my favorite uh, favorite ministers to talk on this subject. So don't just take my word for it. Go listen to her. She actually used to be a witch. Mm -hmm. So go talk to her and she has a whole study and it's almost verbatim what I'm telling you right now. And so I encourage you to go do that. Okay. And then we got one more. We, I'm just throwing out these different origins and stuff. And then we'll talk to the Christians and we'll talk to these people. The jack-o'-lantern. Okay. Well, what's wrong with carving a pumpkin? Well, this is the origin of that. By those that made that those that made them, the lanterns were said to represent either spirits or supernatural beings or were used to ward off evil spirits 
For example, sometimes they were used by Halloween participants to frighten people, and sometimes they were set on windowsills to keep harmful spirits out of one's home. It has also been suggested that the jack-o'-lanterns original, uh, originally represented Christian souls in purgatory. Okay, first of all, there is no purgatory. When a person's spirit leaves their body, they either go to heaven or hell, mm-hmm. because heaven is real and hell is real. You're not just walking the earth. There's no, there's no purgatory you either go to heaven or hell so that's that's false anyways as halloween is the eve of all saints day then it says some folks believe that the first jack-o'-lanterns were actually human skulls with candles burning inside them and that they were used to ritualistically to keep evil spirits away and you can go look it up yeah and so and this, this one, I definitely, this is the reason I put this one in there, according to horrorobsessive.com. Okay, tell me again, this don't have nothing to do with the devil. Argue with me about this again. Horrorobsessive.com, somebody obsessed with things of horror. Every pumpkin in the field goes through every point of pumpkin history. The same is true of every jack-o'-lantern such that whatever its intention whether decoration or modern pagan practice the very act of creation connects to its past in which lives the a history of halloween or Samhain, cutting off the light to the world lost souls wandering through the darkness damned thinning divides permitting supernatural acts of malicious uh, malicious mischief of halloween I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how more, like how much more I could possibly give you, give facts on, on all of this. I mean, this, these are just a few things that people argue about and what they want to say. These are where it comes from. This is the origin of everything. Now I had a friend text me the other day and she said, okay, well, what is the difference between between the world celebrating Halloween and Christians doing like a substitute or trunk or treat. Uh, yeah. Harvest party or whatever. Yeah. Some, something like that. And I told her, I said, you know, I said, I have no right to judge anybody else and for what they believe that they have heard from God to do. I, I can't, I can't say they heard from God or they didn't hear from God, but I will tell you this. As for me and my house, we do not participate and we don't participate at all. There's no substitution. The The wicked world, the and I'm talking about the kingdom of darkness. I'm talking about Satanism. I'm talking about the occult. They have no substitution for Resurrection Sunday. They have no substitution for Passover. They have no substitution for these things. And you don't see them coming to church on Sunday unless they're absolutely drugged to church and they, they don't like it. But there you don't see them hanging out with us. Why do we hang out with them? Why do we want to celebrate this so much to the point we just have to have a substitution for it? We just have to do this. Why? Why can't it just be October 31st, the last day of the month? right before November. You know, October is an absolutely 
beautiful month. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous. The leaves start changing real, like in vibrant colors and they start changing. You can feel the chill that comes in the air. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so beautiful. And of course the enemy, he was going to take it and say, you know what? This is mine. This is my month. And the thing is, is it's only supposed to be one day. It's supposed to be one day, but because it's the very last day of the month, they use the entire month to celebrate it. And it's from start to finish. I remember when it was just when it was just the week that they would celebrate it. I remember when it was just a few days that they would celebrate it. Now it's not just the month of October. Decorations start going up in August. Yep. And people start putting everything up in August. You tell me that this isn't getting darker and that this world isn't getting more wicked. And as it grows darker and the church screams all the time, well, this world's getting dark. This world's getting dark. Okay. Well, that should be a sign to you why these decorations are getting darker and they're getting darker. And that's because the that world knows it too. And, and Jeff, it's the same thing I just said. The sad thing is, is they know it more than the church. And so this is what we're trying to do today. Yes. So interject, say something. I know you want to. Yeah. Well, the thing that I keep going, I've been reflecting on as you've been talking is it's undeniable that there is a rise in new age in pagan practices and it's become very commercialized actually mm -hmm. um you know so you have a lot of celebrities coming out and saying that they're openly practicing this this that or the third uh you also have um there are actual hollywood productions that have actual witches that come on so that they can teach them how to properly how to say incantations properly and have yeah. proper authenticity like there's a netflix show. i've talked about it before on the show but like this is real stuff and we yeah. look at this and one of the it's what's that saying it's like one of the greatest lies that Dever ever told was in um convincing people that he's not real but he's done right. that within the church yeah. to where we can say we'll say yeah satan's real yeah demons are real but i think i the, where god really started getting me um funny enough he i always seem to talk about star wars when you're on here i don't normally bring up star wars all the time but but this That's is really important yeah because god uses a lot of that stuff to to, yeah. to speak to me and he started showing me like different jedi and he was like you know, knowing that like this Jedi spent years devoting himself to to becoming this skilled warrior and be able to be very adept in what he does. And he said, he showed me the parallel within like the spirit realm. He said, don't, don't, I know you want this. Don't you want that? Like, and he was, he was pointing out areas of my life that I needed to let go of some stuff. I needed to walk away from some stuff that I was watching or that I was partaking in. And he was like, and the reality is that as there's a there's a line in Star Wars that says darkness rises and light to meet it. And I actually don't think that that's accurate. It's actually light rises and darkness attempts to meet it like that's a more accurate because Satan is always going to give the counterfeit and the counterfeit is never as good as the original. Right. So yeah. I think that as Christians, we need to be a little bit more wise in what we're partaking in. And that's. Yeah. That's very, I mean, that's a loaded topic in and of itself. Okay. So I don't think, I, I think that we really need to start focusing in on like a good example is this Krista, like I'll talk to somebody and I'll tell them about a, a, 
a miracle, a, a, a miracle that I saw. And I was like, man, you got like, like multiple in one session. And they'll be like, I mean, yeah, like, but like, were those plants in the audience or were those? So that's these immediate thoughts as a Christian, like right. that this immediate right. thought is they're lying. These are plants, but he's totally on board with accepting crazy theories that come out about, you know, whatever in, in po political conspiracies or this or that, or even something that Satan himself is doing has no doubt. He'll immediately believe, oh yeah, Satan is absolutely doing that. But when it comes to the power of God being demonstrated, right? he goes, did that really happen? Which is a really, I mean, it's a very, that's a, that's a, what we call a litmus test, you know, like that's, that's exposing the condition of our hearts and that things need to change because if we're, it's, a, if it's easier for it to believe in the darkness and that Satan can do whatever, but then doubting the power of God and what he's right. capable of, then something needs to change within us. And if we wow. start going, Oh, Krista, Oh, Krista and Jeff, like, here you go with the Halloween thing. Look, like I said, at the top of the show, I've been on the other side of this argument and it's undeniable. You guys it is absolutely undeniable. And you yeah. start to realize why, once you start tasting that, once you start having those encounters with God, those deeper encounters with God, you start going, I don't, I don't want this other thing. Why did I partake, partake in this, you know, and repentance needs to take place and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, there's a lot to say. There is. And, and one of, like I said, one of the biggest arguments from the church, unfortunately, is, is this, this day and, and everything that goes along with it. And they say, well, what about, why, what's wrong with us doing if we don't do the scary stuff? That's usually their argument right there. Well, we don't do the scary stuff. We don't participate in the dark stuff. It's just a mask that the enemy has put over what the mm -hmm. true meaning behind it is. Mm -hmm. And so you have to remember, listen, and I, I, I strongly encourage all of you, listen, I'm, I've never been in the occult. I've never, right. I have always <laughs> shunned the occult. Uh -huh. Like, I mean, they are my arch enemy, you know? And so, but I encourage you to go listen to people's testimonies, such as John Ramirez, Jenny Weaver, people like that who have lived that life. They're not coming at you from just some, just a Christian whose eyes were open. They're coming from actual participation in their lifestyle and telling you, listen, if a high ranking warlock in in the occult tells you have nothing to do with halloween if you are a christian i would say yes sir yes, probably sir. At least and, i mean the, worth the argument the is over it's it's over and i mean he actually tells people he got i was just listening to this earlier he got married on halloween day and they had occultic rituals and animal sacrifices and did all of this awful stuff that people think is mythical and that the church has just made up at their wedding because they wanted that to come on them and they did this every year uh, jenny weaver says they would save up all year to, to to go all out on halloween everything was just about halloween and if they tell you have nothing to do with it where is your argument 
when it comes to that. Don't don't tell me again. It has nothing to do with the occult because you cannot sever that cord from its origin. It don't matter whether your child is dressed up as a witch or dressed up as Cinderella. You cannot say. To the spirit world, there is no difference. That all they see is what how it originally started, and and what what you are actually representing. A few years ago, the youth got together, and we tried to show this video, but it just wasn't working because I I couldn't even tell you where the original footage is. Oh yeah, but we wrote this this video and and the lord gave me the script and i took it to my brother and he's the one that did it now this was years ago and it was he showed me what halloween looks like in hell and and i'm i think i'm like maybe 24 25 something like that maybe even younger than that and and I'm, I'm hearing these things. And it was almost a very frightening revelation that he gave me. But we, I, I took it to my brother. I said, listen, we've got to do this. We've got to make this movie. So we made a short video of what Halloween looks like in hell. And it was these teenagers. First of all, it opened up and it was Satan sitting there. And he has, you know, his his people behind him and whatever and his little imps everywhere because, you know, he always has to have an entourage because he ain't big enough to do anything on his own. <laughs> so everybody's around him and they come and of course there's a knock on the door. They come in and they're like, your master, happy birthday or, you know, what, whatever they say. I don't know. But it's like, happy birthday. Here's your gifts, all this. And then they, they turn around and they go, it's such a glory day and they say shall we begin and they turn on the tv and they and then it goes to real life it goes to our world and there's these teenagers and they're like hey uh this guy's asking this girl on a date they're like hey would you you want to go to this fright fest tonight or whatever and so then they go, they load up their friends. Well, then it goes to another home and it's a mom and a dad and they're, they're taking their kids trick or treating. One's dressed up as, as a monster or uh, some kind of demon and the other's dressed up as a witch. And it cuts back to hell. And the demon that's uh, sitting right next to Satan says, Hey, uh, he looks like me. He's dressed like me. And so, and one person was like, or one of the demons, you know, they were just mocking each other and everything, but and Satan's like, shut up, let's watch this. So they watch it. And, and then when the parents dropped the kids off, now the Lord showed me this so plain, they dropped the kids off. And when they said, y'all have fun, have a good time. They let them out. And as they let their hands go, there were two demonic spirits that the family could not see in the spirit world that took their child's hands and they grabbed them and started walking off with them. And the Lord showed me that in a vision. And I actually heard a demonic spirit say, we'll take it from here, mama. Hmm. And I, and they just took off with them. And so we made this movie. And then at the end of the movie, they were coming home from, from the fright fest. And of course they, um, they had a tragic accident. And, um, when it went back to hell, it, Satan said, what a beautiful, beautiful night. I couldn't have asked for any better. And they walked off and they said, let's go welcome the newcomers, shall we? And the video went off. Well, then, of course, we did a flip side of what it actually should look like when you're a Christian. And instead, they it showed them all praising God in church and none of the kids died. It showed the parents actually teaching their children about 
the origins, everything I just said, and how they weren't going to celebrate it. And as the church began to pray and people's eyes became opened, that he- it, it went back to hell and hell started rumbling and they couldn't, they couldn't take it anymore. That their, their celebration had gone wrong. And so we did this whole video. And so the Lord showed me not to, I was studying for this message and I had an open vision, Jeff. I was sitting in my bed and I had an open vision of a man and he was in, he was in his bedroom and he was literally taking off every piece of the armor of God. He was taking it off, folding it up nicely and putting it on a shelf. And he turned and he took his Halloween costume off the mannequin and put it on his body. And the Lord told me, he said, Christians willingly trade the armor of God for one night out of the year. They willingly set it down. And I began to weep in my room. And I told the Lord, I said, it is your grace and mercy that these people even make it back alive. Because once you take the armor of God off of you, you are an open target for the fiery darts of the wicked. And it's a, it's the grace of God that these people make it back. And then we see a few days later, right after I said that, I found out there was a, a massacre of 150 people got trampled in, uh, what was it, South Korea, something yeah. like that, oh, yeah. during a Halloween celebration. Mm-hmm. He's not out. He's not out to just let you have some fun. My friends, if you give him an inch, he will take a mile. And then after you've given him a mile, then he will just grab the wheel and start taking the whole road. And then he plans on dropping you off somewhere off down the road when he plans on getting rid of you. This is not, and he just lets you have your fun for just a a few days. But the scripture tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God comes that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. So it doesn't matter what, what you're celebrating, what you're doing. He's in it to steal, kill, and destroy. And his game plan never changes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that the veil is thin. Yeah. Uh, you know, as God is doing a lot on the earth right now. Yeah. Um, and Satan can see that. And oh, yeah. as a result, yeah. I mean, we're, it, I, I've said this a lot on the show where if there's a lot of emphasis on negative, the negative within um, pop culture and within the media and all that, where we focus in on what Satan is doing, but Satan is doing everything in response to what he sees heaven doing successfully um and so i um i think as christians we just need to be more mindful of what we're doing because it's like as that stuff increases as the sensitivity to the spirit realm increases i mean that the enemy the opposite side uh, the non-christians are very aware of Mm -hmm. of what's going on in the spirit realm and are very quick to acknowledge stuff that Unfortunately, many Christians are uh, more quick to roll their eyes at. Um, oh gosh, you know, here we go again. Um, and so I think we just need to be more, more aware. And I just keep going back to that because um, yes. we really want to be on the right, really want to be on the right side of this. Um, yeah. Especially as like sensitivity gets uh, greater yeah, to things in the spirit. Yeah. So I I wanted people to know today that it, you know, as innocent as it seems, 
It's not. And it's not to the kingdom of darkness. They actually know that these things are real. And if you go and I mean, you could go find anyone in the occult, anybody from the church of Satan. Okay. Another, another great example. Um, I don't do this, but it popped up um, on the church of Satan's website. There's actually a blog about Halloween. Oh, wow. So if they're even acknowledging, acknowledging it, okay, Anton LaVey wanted to die on October 31st. He prayed to Satan to die on October 31st. Well, he couldn't even make that happen. He died on the 30th. And yeah. so he couldn't even make that happen. But you cannot, you, you could scream at me till you're blue in the face to tell me that it has nothing to do with, with the devil. It has nothing to do with Satan and that it's innocent and it's just fun, but it's not to hell. And I, I say all this because I want to see you prosper in your life. And these are some of the things that could be holding you back from being all that God wants you to be. And let me tell you something. You are so much powerful. You are so much more powerful than they are. You have more power in your pinky finger than they do in their whole being. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And, and you know, we've heard Satanists uh, with testimonies of how they didn't want to be in the, in the body of Christ. They didn't want anything to to do with the church until they saw the power that the church walked in. And that was that power you were talking about with miracles. And they realized, um, okay, what they believe is superior to what I believe. And so uh, when they experience the power of God, but see, that's the thing. You got to be a church that's powerful to show them the power of right. God. Right. But if we're participating in what they participate in, mm -hmm. what are you doing any differently? And what are they seeing that's differently? And so this is where I want to, to come to in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 17. This is where it all comes down right here. This is the, the dividing line between the two. It says, we've all heard this, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath light or hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness. Now I want to read this to you in the message translation because it makes it really, really plain. It says, don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership. That's war. And it says, is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? The answer is no, by the way, he doesn't. Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are. Each of us, a temple in whom God lives. God himself put it this way. I'll live in them, move into them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. So leave corruption and 
compromise. Leave the compromise. Throw it in the garbage. This is not the time to compromise. The devil's waiting on you to compromise. And it says, leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you. You'll be sons and daughters to me, the word of the master God. So what fellowship hath light with darkness? Does God hold hands with the devil? No, he does not. Why should you? If you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, if you're the temple of the living God, you have no business participating in any of these things. And it's just October 31st, the day that the Lord has made, and you should rejoice and be glad in it and go and do what God has called you to do. And you say, well, God has called me to minister to people on this day. That's great. I'm not here to judge you on that, but I'm just telling you, not everybody is strong enough to do that. Not everybody is called to do that because where God calls you, he equips you, but go into it with the aspect and the mindset of this is ministry, saving people from hell. Don't dress up in a costume to look just like them. Don't open up your trunks to have candy for them because all you're doing is representing that to the spirit world. Go out in the parking lot with a microphone and start preaching the gospel. That's how you need to minister to these people on this day. Get on a live stream on October 31st and start talking about these things. This is how you minister on this day during this time, because what fellowship hath light with darkness? It doesn't. And we're the light. We're called to be the light, but you're not going to shine real bright clothed in a costume that puts it out. So Mm. Be the light that God has called you to be and be a Christian 365 days of the year, not 364. Hmm. And so yeah. I'm on, I'm on mic drop. On yeah. That. Mic drop. Yeah. And um, what all this stuff that Chris is talking about too. And I, you know, I commented on, I guess um, is stuff that can apply to every aspect of our lives, not just Halloween. Should we, should we not do Halloween? Because this isn't just about Halloween, right, Right. Krista? This is about so much more than that. And and even a practical tip, you guys, uh, is asking the Lord, um, because this is where things really started to shift for me. Asking the Lord if there are things that you are partaking in. We'll use entertainment, for example. That Uh maybe you shouldn't be and to, and it may be hard. Hey, stop playing that video game. Hey, stop watching that TV show. Hey, I want you to get rid of those movies that you have. And you need to ask yourself is deeper intimacy with God greater than my desire for this thing. You know what I mean? And the answer is going to be yes. At the end of the day, because you won't, once you get that conviction, you're not going to be able to live with yourself. Right. And trust me, you guys, you do not want to, when you get that revelation to then suppress it and squash it down to squash the voice of the Holy spirit. This is one of the most precious voices and God wants us to be conformed to his image. And so we need to, we need to realize in, that's what Satan does. He's like, no, no, no. If you don't, if you, if you stop watching that show, then you're not going to find out what happens. Then right. what about all these characters you care about? You're right. not going to find out. Like it doesn't matter. None of it matters. And it yeah. may feel like it does in the moment, but when you let it go and you go, let's see what the big deal was. I don't know why this was so hard. And yeah. then you, and then you start to do it more and more and more and more. Um, you know, so 
Yeah. I, um, and then also too, just the, to, to add further credit to what Chris is talking about, the absurdity, the absurdity of if we've got God's army and we've got Satan's army, the absurdity of this illustration of one day out of the year, we decide now nah, we're just, we're good. We're out. We'll just let we're whatever happened happen. Or you even switch sides for a second. And then Christians go, what are you doing? And then your response to them is quit being so dramatic when Bye. you're on the, you're, you're at least allowing the enemy to operate in an area that you are meant to, to sit in, that you are meant to, to occupy. And, um, and, and so the absurdity of the, you go, well, that's, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't do that, but yeah. realizing we do. And so, yeah, it's just getting that, you know, like. I just kept praying for the spirit of wisdom revelation over people that might have a little bit of a hard time. It might be a bitter pill to be completely honest. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm sure. You know, and, and just saying like, that's ultimately who's going to convict is the Holy spirit and who's Absolutely. going to reveal is the Holy spirit. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I, mm. I can't, I've laid it all out there for you. I, mm. I can't, I can't convict you at all. Jeff can't convict you. Uh, I know one person messaged me one time and was like, well, could you give me back backstory on this? Because I can't be convicted for something if I don't see it for myself. And I said, I said, you know, I said, I can give you every piece of information I have on it. I said, but it ain't me who can convict you. I said, it is only the Holy Spirit right. that is in right. you that can reveal that, hey, um, this is wrong. And I'm going to tell you, all of you that have heard this today, you watch. If you still try to go out and celebrate it, something will scratch at you oh, yeah. on the inside. It will start scratching and yeah. you're like, this was the worst Halloween I've ever had. Like I was miserable and at, you know, I'm sorry that you're miserable, but I'm glad that you felt that. I'm glad that that started because you'll feel it now for everything, for everything. You'll feel it. And that's the way. And it's not just about this day. Like Jeff said, it's about everything because the scripture says, stay away from the appearance of mm -hmm. evil. And it yeah. said, what fellowship hath light with darkness? That's every day of the year. Don't be, don't be uh, linked up with people in darkness, but especially if, if you're holier than thou every other day of the week and I worship God all the time, I have devotion with him. But I'm going to take my armor off for this one day and set it to the side and put it back on. What are you doing? What what are you what what do you mean? Just one day and and hell is belly laughing at you. They are laughing because they're like they have no power. They have yeah. no power at all. You don't walk in the power of God if you can willingly trade your armor. Yeah. So I encourage you just Start seeking the power of God more and that and ask the Holy Spirit, you know what? Come, come and show me, come and show me what, what I need to stay away from. Convict me. I'm open to hear this. Maybe I didn't hear Krista or maybe I didn't hear Jeff. I need to hear it from you and ask him to come in and you will start finding not just this day, but little things here and there. You know, probably shouldn't do that. We probably should get that out of our house. We probably shouldn't. Uh, you know, I don't want to wear that because I don't like the company that it comes from and different things like that. And trust me, your life will change, but it will change for the better when that happens. That's right. That's right. So uh, Illumination said, um, 
A good question to ask Krista is how Christians should respond to people knocking on the door. Should we pray for them? Not answer at all. I, I mean, what do you think? Um, you know, it's like, um, it's like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not qualified to judge anybody what God mm -hmm. tells them to do. Um, I know people personally that put signs up on their door that say we do not participate in Halloween. Don't knock on my door. I mean, I know uh, Kat Kerr at the church said that she's going to make uh, floor or welcome mats that actually when you step on them, they say something. And so and I which I thought was a genius idea. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's people that do different things. And I know people that just they have a bucket of like little tracks, little salvation tracks, Bibles, different things like that. But they still put up a sign that says we don't participate, but please take a Bible. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to pray about that because some people live in a more congested neighborhood than others. I don't live in a congested neighborhood. I never have. And so we never got people coming by our house at all. But some of you live in subdivisions where you could reach out and ask your neighbor for shampoo while you're in the shower, like you live that close <laughs> together. Yeah. And so with that situation, you may have a ton of kids, but I know people that go out of town on October 31st. So when kids knock on their door, they don't want to hurt the kids. So they just say, you know what, we're taking a vacation. We're going out of town because yeah. we don't want to participate. So you have, I think that is up to the individual and that goes with what me and Jeff were talking about, about accepting the Holy spirit and asking him to reveal to you exactly what you need to do. And you know, your, your conviction on that may be different than mine, but God may be using you to do something different. I don't know. I'm not your judge. So ask him, I think that's up yeah, to you and God. I think that's the great, great. And around here, like the, the rule, general rule of thumb is if your porch light is off, then you know, people right. know. Um, but, um, something that I also wanted to point out, um, is that you're going to, around this time of year, you're going to hear from respected voices within the, the body of Christ. You're going to hear some slightly convict or um, conflicting opinions, insight, yeah. whatever. What I want to point out though, is that what Krista read and talked about is is undeniable okay so i think at the end of the day the most important thing is discernment is yeah. asking the lord that hey are we supposed to have nothing to do with it or do you want us to go out do you want us to pray for people blah 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 um hmm. but in, it's important that it's not something that you're not doing what you want to do there's mm -hmm. a difference between conviction of the Holy Spirit and hit and, and releasing and having an open hand with something and, and then having the Holy Spirit say, actually, yes, but I want you to do this instead because all of that stuff is mm -hmm. pagan and is whatever. So I think that that's also worth because I know that there's going to be some people look, what about so-and-so, so-and-so who was on a live stream said this and then so-and-so who said this and. I think the most important thing is discernment and not yeah. expecting an answer, not, not being, ah, oh, God said, conveniently, God said the exact same thing that I just, my flesh wanted to do, which was go out and go trick or treating <laughs> still, you know, um, I think that that's, there's a huge difference because I do see that a lot in the church of people going, well, I just, I, I don't feel called to this thing, or I, I don't feel called to that when really what it is, is them just walling themselves off from even asking God 
Hey, what do you want me to do regarding this? Hey, what do you want me to do? Teach, show me, show me what direction I'm supposed to go. So I think that's yeah. worth noting as well. But yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the stuff that Krista said is, is undeniable. And I think that we need to weigh that very heavily. Um, yeah. Because again, it all goes back to the whole void, even the appearance of evil thing. Yeah. Um, and God is the greatest voice of wisdom and right. his and so, like Jeff said, you know, there will be many people with with conflicting ideas and and different people. And there may be things that I said that you go and listen to those people I told you to look up and they say differently. They're not going to tell you to celebrate it. I can assure you that right. I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. I've heard it out of my own mouth. Uh -huh. But at the same time, they may have different views from me on other things. Sure. But. God is your, he is the voice of the good shepherd. That is what the scripture is talking about. So you have to ask the Lord, Lord, give me ears to hear the voice mm -hmm. of the good shepherd and a stranger's voice I will not follow. And so whatever lines up with God's word is what God is going to speak. He never says anything to you that cannot be backed up in his word somewhere. You just probably hadn't dug deep enough to find it. And so that's why I wanted to read you those facts and read the scripture that backs it up because it can be yep. proven by scripture Absolutely. on these things. So listen to God ultimately because Absolutely. he is the greatest voice of all time. Amen. Yeah, and I think too, just within the body of Christ, I guess sort of just in closing, I, I think within the body of Christ, um, man, I just, I, I, last week I was in like a three day fast. And so, I, and then also in kind of preparation for this episode, I just felt charged in a good way. And I just felt, I felt God's heart that he just wants to encounter you. Like he it's... wants to encounter you because man, we're, we've settled for the counterfeit in so many areas as Christians. And God wants us to encounter him so deeply. And so I think that is, is another thing. It's like when you have that encounter, right? You don't want to like, you, you don't want to do that other stuff anymore. You're like, nah, I'm, good. I'm good. Yeah. So I think that that's something else that God really wants to do. I mean, I'll have Krista pray in a second is he wants to encounter you. So if yes. you're a Christian and you've been on the fence about this and you're like, ah, whatever, uh, but you're also feeling a little spiritually dry. Mm -hmm. God wants to encounter you. Amen. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a gift, man. You want to talk about a gift? That's a gift right there. Yeah, it is. And a, a real experience with Jesus himself, the real Jesus, not the Jesus that religion has preached at you your whole life, not the Jesus that they portray on Hollywood movies. I'm talking about the real Jesus, the word made flesh, a real encounter and experience with him will change your life. And it, it is when people say, well, this is life changing. This is life changing. Um, no, Jesus is life changing and he will change it for the better to the way that he designed and created you to be. So first and foremost, before we go any further, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then right now is the opportunity to receive him. He's my best friend and I want to share him with you. I want to share my best friend with you because I want us to be on the same team. I want us to fight against the kingdom of darkness together. We are truly on the winning team. That's and right. so it's, it's rigged for us to win like we are it's already fixed we mm -hmm. we've already won when jesus 
Jesus died and rose again. And when he came out of the grave, he said, all power in heaven and earth belongs to me. That was the day that we won. There was no competition after that. And then he gave you the opportunity to receive him as Lord. And when you do, you win. You win. And it it just, and so the Bible makes it so simple and I love it. All you have to do is just say this, say, Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And just to add something with it, you say, now take my life and do something with it. And my friends, if you just said that prayer, you became a child of God and you are now on the winning side and the winning team. And then don't stop there. That Holy Spirit, me and Jeff were talking about, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, It's it's one of the most awesome things you'll ever do in your life. We have, I went to minister somewhere the other night and the Lord told me, said, before you get there, uh, or said, before you get there, I want to tell you, you're going to ask people to get, if they want to get baptized in the Holy Ghost tonight. And I was like, Okay. Like, I mean, I just, I didn't let the devil hear me. I just kind of nodded my head. When I got there, there was like 25 people there and they were like all members of that church. And I thought, Lord, there ain't nobody going to come. Like there's, there's nobody. They're probably all spirit filled. And I heard him say, so you're not going to do it. And I was like, Oh no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And I told them what I just told you that when you, when you speak, in the Holy Spirit, in that heavenly tongue, just between you and God, you're not only praying mysteries, those mysteries in the scripture that are hidden, but you're also, you could be praying. It's so powerful that you could be praying for somebody on the other side of the world that you don't even know. And you just shift over into that tongue. Or when you run out of words in English, you don't know what to say, shift over in that. And the Lord will give you the interpretation of that. Even if it's in your spirit, you'll just know but when I said that, five girls, uh, five, four girls and one guy came out of the audience and all got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Wow. And they, and I had no idea that they wanted that, but God did. He knew it. And so now in, in the book of Acts, when it talks about the Holy Spirit, it says that when they received the Holy Spirit, they were able to speak boldly. So you say, Krista, that's some pretty bold stuff that you and Jeff been talking about. We're spirit filled. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've got the Holy Spirit. He speaks through us a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And then we go back and go, what did we just say? <laughs> but All the he, time. Spe- <laughs> he speaks through us. And so yeah. you have that opportunity just as much as we did. And all you have to say, it's not a different spirit that's coming in you. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that comes in you when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, all you have to do is just say, Holy Spirit, fill me up, come up and on me. I receive my prayer language, baptize me in the Holy Ghost and fire with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And then you just start praying and thanking God. And then all of a sudden you'll just shift over into this other language. You'll start hearing these sounds that are within you. And you'll say, well, this isn't me. No, it's not you. Because once once the anointing rests off of you, you'll think, what was I praying? What was I talking in? <laughs> that's your spirit talking. And that's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. So I encourage you, pray about it. Find it in the scripture for yourself and then decide whether you want to move forward. But I can promise you, 
you're going to want to move forward with it because it's one of the greatest experiences of all time. And so when that happens, you're able to speak with boldness just like we we have today. And most of you, you've been saying, man, I just wish I had more boldness. I wish I could could say this. I want to say this on the tip of my tongue. Do that. And all of a sudden that'll cut loose and you'll, you'll be, you'll be tough as nails. I'm telling you. So I pray for all of you today before we leave. I I pray for my brothers and sisters because those that have just received Jesus as, as their Lord and savior are now my brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, I ask you today as they meditate on this word that was spoken, Lord, if they, if they're not fully convinced father, that you start speaking to them, Lord, that you start showing, Showing them the the exact places to go in your word that they can find it and see it for themselves. Lord, that they have eyes to see, ears to hear. And Lord, that those blinders slowly start coming off. Lord, I ask you those that already knew this today and that have been wanting to share it with others. Lord, I pray right now for that boldness, that they be bold as a line to come upon them, that they are able to speak and say exactly what what you want said. And Lord, right now I break fear off of every single person. I break the spirit of fear. The scripture says God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And right now I plead the blood of Jesus over all the viewers that are watching right now, that it cover them and that nothing that was said today, that it disturbed them or that it, it bring fear into their life, but it brings revelation into their life and that they're able to see clearer. So Lord, if it has today, I pray peace over their minds for what they've heard. Lord, you said the peace that passes all understanding that it would guard our hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that that just goes through the camera today into every single person in their cars, their homes, wherever they're watching, and that it just fill them. And Lord, I thank you that no matter what, Lord, they are protected. I pray a hedge of protection around every single person watching tonight. Lord, show them exactly where to go, where not to go. Speak to them and be that still small voice that says, hey, don't turn here, but turn here. And Lord, that they they wake up to see the light of a brand new day in the morning. And I give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Mic drop. Second mic drop. There we go. Two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Deuce. Yeah. Um, Krista, thank you so much. Um, I, I, uh, I can tell that you spent time in the secret place because <laughs> it shows um yeah it was this is a great 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 episode i know this is very eye-opening to a lot of people um i i i also want to point out stevie in the chat gave a great response to when people come to the door skittles and snickers i don't have but what i do have i give to you and that is the gift of jesus boom (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome love it love it Oh uh, my goodness. Yeah, this so. could have easily been probably a two and a half hour program, but oh, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe the Lord will allow us to, to continue this maybe next year or something. Mm-hmm. Do a part yeah, two. We can do a little, a little deeper dive. Um, yeah. Um, also I wanted to point out everybody, I'm going to be taking the links, the ones I do have to her notes. Um, and I will be putting those in the description. So Chris decided her work. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah and it took longer than an hour to yeah. put together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did all the hard work for you guys. So there you go. Um, yeah. So okay, Krista, how can people follow you and what you're doing? Well, if you still want to follow me after watching today, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you can go to uh, Instagram. I'm on there. I'm on there way more than anything. So it's Krista J. Bullock, just like it's written. And also to watch me play the drums, like Jeff said earlier, I play on the 11th hour program. And that's every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time on the Robin D. Bullock YouTube channel. And also I minister at Church International and do play drums there sometimes. And that is the Church International YouTube channel. And you can also find all of that at churchint.org. There we go. Krista Bullock, thank you so much. Thank you guys you are so awesome. much. Yeah. We always wow. love having you on the show. So we'll do it again very soon. Let's do it. Yeah. Christmas is coming. Oh, it's coming. You <laughs> it's know coming. it. You know it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. So um, you and I are both Christmas fans. So. But I think That's you got me beat though. You really got me beat though. Like, yeah. I mean, so. I don't want to brag, but <laughs> I'm I'm pretty up there. Yeah, you are. So <laughs> everybody, uh, join us tomorrow with Yvonne Atia. She's back. Just an amazing woman, amazing Egyptian woman. I absolutely love her to death. She's she's awesome. So um, tune in tomorrow, two p.m. Pacific time, five p.m. Eastern time with Yvonne. Have you ever met Yvonne, Krista? I have not, but yeah. she sounds awesome. She's fantastic. She's great. I'll have uh, to super tune in. sweet. Yeah, super sweet. So tune in tomorrow. Also, there is a donation link at the end, elijahfire.com slash donate. Thank you so much for everybody who has donated. We really appreciate it. If this program has blessed you in any way over the last year, uh, even if it's all you can give is $5, that keeps this yeah. stuff afloat and it keeps it yeah. free. And we want it to stay free. It will yeah. always stay free, but that definitely helps. So um, give as you feel led. And guys, have a great day. Have a great evening. Spend time with the Lord. Yes. Um, yeah. And if, if if God is is really getting a hold of you right now, and you felt something that you haven't felt before or haven't felt in a long time, I would, I would encourage you to set some time aside after this and just get with the Lord and just yeah. press in. Because like I said, I really felt very strongly that God really wants to encounter people and he wants them to encounter him today. So be expectant. Today, not tomorrow, today. So press in everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Ivana Tia. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 